Hello everybody and welcome to episode 12 of the Football Stop podcast on what has so far been a crazy week. Uh, We actually recorded this podcast on Wednesday the 6th of January, it's going out on Thursday the 7th of January and it's been that crazy so far this week that, well, I just needed another guest on to actually have a conversation about what is going on. Um, This person has joined me already on the Football Stop YouTube channel, it's the first time they've joined me on the podcast and it's an exclusive for the podcast this won't be going on youtube so if you're listening on here well well done you're not going to get it anywhere else so hopefully you enjoy it sit back relax and let's jump into the podcast hi everybody today i am joined by mitch from london cards uh, you might have seen mitch appear recently on one of my youtube videos which was great so i'm uh, delighted to have him back again mitch how's it going yeah, I'm great. Thank you. Really good. Good day. How about you? Really good. Yeah, it's been it's been a busy day, hasn't it? Um, on Instagram and every, do you find there are days, aren't there, where it's quiet, and there are other days where it's like tops Panini Fotera just kind of uh, put the pedal to the metal and uh, just really create some hype in the hobby. And that's all these like days. A, like a boxing match, wasn't it? It's was like one came in and dropped. Uh, what did we got like Merlin information and then Panini came in and like right hooked with here's David Beckham and <laughs> Pops came back with well here's a fire yeah it just kept, it just kept going and going and going yeah exactly and and some of us are trying to do day jobs some of us are actually meant to be at work um, and I am at work but uh, thankfully whenever I need a coffee I'm, I'm checking Instagram I'm, or checking checking uh, Twitter to see what's happened. And yeah, today has been absolutely mental. Um, so I thought today it, it's really good to have you because because so much has happened, basically, that I thought what we'll do is we'll just get together and talk about it and hopefully people enjoy listening. Um, so today, obviously, to be honest with you, I was going to do this podcast first off and I was going to berate Panini, <laughs> if I'm completely honest, because yeah, I've been messaging them in the background for some time now and had no response and the messages have very much just been along the lines of yes or no are people in the UK and Europe going to be able to get hold of premium products mainly prism and all the way along I've had nothing and I I genuinely messaged them this morning about nine o'clock this morning and asked the question again just said yes or no I got no response and then we obviously had a tweet from them today around afternoon wasn't it where they said that the panini uk the website here is gonna stock uh prism so how what you what are your thoughts on that mitch good news good news i mean it will come down to how much stock stock is so i you tend to get panini europe gets boxes and then uh panini uk has followed with the recent sort of American football and basketball they have had. Um, I don't think they get huge numbers, but, you know, hopefully it, it is something. It's a step in the right direction, isn't it? Absolutely. I, yeah, I think, like I say, it'll be interesting to see how much stock there actually is in the UK. I can imagine the kind of like UK manager for that uh, has really had to pull some strings to even get a few. But, I mean, it's a start at the end of the day. And hopefully just from Panini's perspective, seeing the demand and attention that the product will get in the UK, because no doubt it'll sell out. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Hopefully that leads to other premium products 
joining coming as well to the UK. Fingers crossed. I mean, that's I think this is the thing. I, I keep saying we need a set to come out that can. It, it doesn't need to be short print or incredibly desirable, but it just needs to be available so people can kind of get that bug and get used to buying and that sort of thing and being apt actually able to rip and open stuff um and i think because once you get that panini then see it's worth selling products here but you also get people kind of into the hobby it works both ways 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. i'm completely with you on that i think there's obviously been a massive influx of people into the hobby over the last nine months and i think what people don't realize i don't know if you've seen this yourself with your own instagram account um with mine when i've looked at the actual audience when i first started it was kind of like 95 percent up upwards was american and a very small minor uh, percentage was an audience from the uk and europe and actually now i think last time i checked it's around about 20 percent of my followers we're from the UK now, which just shows how much growth has been, how much interest there now is in soccer cards, in the hobby, um, which is brilliant. Is that something you've found as well? Have you looked into that, Mitch? Yeah, I did. When I first started on YouTube, I used to look at my analytics so much. Um, I had like 60 subscribers and into the detail. And then <laughs> you, kind of, you kind of get uh, you get a bit more used to it and kind of what works and what doesn't. And the one thing I did check a lot of the time is where people are watching and so one percent philippines you're like who's that <laughs> and it's really cool but i have noticed actually yeah um it kind of sways and some months i notice there's more americans or more sort of north americans i should say um but recently loads and loads of people from the uk i get messages i it was a message request and i've completely missed it not on instagram or twitter or something it'll just be for someone in the uk being like i'm i'm new to this what do I do? What should I buy? Or how can I buy that sort of thing? Yeah. So it, it is really not even, I was going to say slowly, not even slowly it is it's happening. The, the growth is there. Rapid. You, yeah. 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 And, and this can only, only speed that up, obviously. So, I mean, there isn't that much information out at the moment is that when it comes to Panini Prism. So for those of you that are listening that don't know about this Panini Prism is it's it's the kind of premium product not premium but it's it's the flagship product for panini's uh sports cards ultimately and it's only rivaled arguably by tops chrome in terms of um sports card demand if you like or attention would you agree with that mitch obviously there are higher end products that more expensive products but the one that really captures the attention for panini is the prism set i think yeah that's fair sort of it hasn't always been that way but every year it seems to be now that the, the set people look for, and I'm, I don't know if guilty is the right word, but I'm a fan of it for sure. And I look for it. It is prism mm. um, in basketball and American football. You get people who look for just the prism. They see it as the release. Um, yeah. I, I don't even know if it's the nicest release. I don't know if it's the cheapest release. It's, it started off being kind of medium price, but people love to collect the colors and the parallel. Yeah. Um, and it's become, the rookie card for people so yeah. in america but in american football and basketball people would say the rookie card the one you want used to be like the the out of 99 national treasures autograph just like the base creation that was the card to go for and i think it still is but 
that's quite an expensive set. And if you imagine there's only 99, so like then the Jags might draft Trevor Lawrence and everyone's going to want that QB's card and there's 99 and it's huge money. But with Prism, it's, um, it's available to more people, particularly kind of with the fascination for base. People get the base card, they get that graded, they'll go for the color, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It's just a bit more um, available to people, which is great. 100%, yeah. So uh, we've got a release date now. So the release date is the 3rd of February, I've seen. Whether that's the same in the US and the UK, I, I hope. I certainly hope it is. I mean, one of the most worrying things is that they do, they make the same mistakes that same mistake Tops actually made with Tops Chrome in that they released them at slightly different times because all that happened then was that when it sold out in America first, everyone came to the UK. And if that happens, I think it's going to be really difficult. So fingers crossed that the release date on the 3rd of Feb is exactly the same time. That would make sense. Hopefully that happens. Um, we know that there are 300 cards that make up the collection or make up the base. Is that right? Yeah. So I've just, you've got it's a 300 base card set. You've then got your inserts. So people would have seen um, the um emergent with phil yeah. foden on so you've got yes. that let's let's talk about badge. let's talk about them let's talk about the inserts because i think that's really interesting what they've chosen to do what what do you think about them um i like the inserts in prison so you have fireworks and that kind of thing i've never been i've never collected them just opened the blasters that i have had and been like oh that's nice and kind of stuck it to one side um but i think if they make them a bit more of a thing good because the more collectible each sort of card is when people are only going for one card it kind of then ruins the rest of the set so given the whole desirability would be really good getting the right players in there as well yeah because um each club has 15 base players apparently um, that's right. so yeah obviously that's not a squad is it a squad bigger than that typically i mean 15 isn't even um a game day squad like that's so there's going to be players that miss out on this. So it will be interesting to see who's included. Um, so in terms of the uh, inserts, we know that Colour Blast is in it again, which has been really popular. So that's the white background with the kind of like blast of colour in, in the middle, which they've been, they're lovely to look at, aren't they? It's done it really good. Um, but what the one I've not seen is Kaboom. Yeah, um, I don't think they've previewed those yet. So we don't know who's going to be on that or what that exactly is going to look like. Because Kaboom's looked down the years, has changed. It started off as being comic book-esque. And now it's kind of more of a, it is a picture, kind of almost like a filter with that design, Uh, a little less comic book, still, still nice. Um, so yeah, we've not we've not seen that, and I don't know who's on that. I don't know if that's purposeful, just to keep the excitement and keep us guessing. They show straight away, right? Kaboom! You've got I don't know a Bamiang or Salah. Um, the cat's out the bag a little bit, and they can yeah. keep feeding it to us, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, captive audience. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, because I when I I wasn't sure like whether that meant that Kaboom wasn't in it. I, I'd like to. I mean, when I first saw the preview and Kaboom wasn't on it I was gutted because I think they're incredibly popular that kind of like you said almost like cartoon 
uh, crossover um, or action figure crossover. Personally, I really liked it, um, but hopefully that's the case. And hopefully it is that they've just uh, held it back from us for a bit of suspense rather than just removing it altogether. Um, the other insight you talked about there was emerging. So that's about um, youngsters kind of working their way to stardom, I think it says. And the preview was of Phil Foden. Um, who else would you like to see in that? Have you got any idea who might feature? I would expect they'll have like a, um, a who main night of it. Who is uh, that? Uh, Bakai Saka at um, Arsenal, sorry. I was wrong. Um, and then as you go around the league, I mean, we might see someone from Chelsea. They could pick a few there. You might see Billy Gilmore. Yeah, uh, great shout. And United, you might see some of the young guys there. You might see Brandon Williams, although it's really difficult knowing which young players they'll pick because obviously some aren't featuring all the time. Um, Phil Foden almost feels like a bit of a cop-out. He's been around, which feels like yeah. forever now. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, he's, you know, he's still, there's no problem him being in that set. He's still emerging. So it does make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm thinking you would, you would you consider, because I, I was also thinking like, at what point did Panini set this list? Because it's, mm -hmm. it's probably changed over the last like three to five months. Um, and we know from uh, Tops that the Tops Chrome release, for example, was agreed way back. So it'd be interesting again to see how, how just how just what happens really. Because if it's if it's a yeah. if it's a release that was planned six months ago, it's going to look very different to what it would have been if it was planned two months ago, for example. This um, is true. I always wonder with like the promoted teams, how long they wait to pick a squad who's there. Um, I mean, like Liverpool this season, Curtis Jones has got much more game time. He'd be a perfect player for that. Emergent, yeah, but actually, and rookie card. But then, kind of, I think, I don't know if you've had the Premier League Panini set this year, but um, you're... I've not gone for it yet, but it's on the uh, okay. it's on the horizon. There's um, there's who didn't kind of make the grade for a sticker, but they've included them on the second page and. In Fulham's example, there's a few players on there that were new signings that kind of didn't make it, but they did have the pictures. So whether that was just a case of they didn't get put in the set because they got signed, and when a player comes, I suppose Panini don't know, is that player going to be a first-team player or are they just back up? Um, so it'll be interesting to know which ones they've chosen and whether they've kind of got it right or whether it's maybe not quite panned out um, and because you can end up with a few odds cards where you think, why have they picked this guy? Yeah. But often yeah. that is that they've had to pick it so far in advance and kind of predict, which isn't always easy. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that always amazed me about Panini's World Cup stickers going right back here is how accurate they were most of the time. So I, I suppose we can, we can expect with some degree of accuracy that they'll be close, but yeah, I think you're right, Mitch. I think there will be some that way you're like, well, how, how they got in. Um, from, from the promoted clubs, obviously people are less familiar with the, the promoted clubs and that those are featuring prison perhaps for the first time. Um, it feels like you're kind of maybe the, one of the ideal people to speak about this because you're obviously a Fulham fan. Um, we've got Leeds United as well. Um, what are your thoughts on them? Who who are you excited to see in them uh, promoted clubs? Um, I mean, Leeds, I think people talking about, could be any of them really, 
Um, the obvious one is, is, is going to be Rodrigo. He's bound to feature their, their big signing, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, then at West Brom, I, I don't know West Brom. I mean, Pereira's there was their kind of star player to rule. Um, yeah, he's, he's that wind-up merchant in the midfield that kind of, <laughs> you don't want to play against, but everyone loves on their team. Be popular for West Brom. And then you kind of got Conor Gallagher on loan from Chelsea. Um, which I think could be a rookie card if he featured. A bit like Tammy Abraham, his Swansea card. So if yeah. he goes on, I think Colin Gallagher's a bit older than Tammy Abraham was when he went alone to Swansea. But that could be featured. And then at Fulham, so we've got Anthony Robinson, who is the left-back we signed from Wigan, who he was in Milan in the January window, but he failed a medical Really? I didn't he's know that. for us now, but he, um, he's American, sort of crucially for soccer hobby, it seems. Um, and he's played a few times for the national team at left back. And so he could be there sort of left back going forwards. So if he is, he kind of a good pickup or good cards to mark as a rookie card for Panini. And then we've got a guy called Frank Zambo and Gisa, who he bought two seasons ago. Um, I don't think he had a card or a sticker when he was in France, but I might be wrong. But he definitely had a mega cracks last year when he was at Villarreal. So it'll be interesting just to see in terms of how Panini's mind works and what they think, whether they then give him a rookie card logo on his Fulham prison, assuming he has, and whether they kind of then don't consider the mega cracks kind of a, a major hobby set or whether they don't give him one. Just that'll give us a bit of insight into how sort of stuff which I think is important yeah that's a great shout really really interesting to hear your perspective on that and uh, a lot of stuff I didn't know there about Fulham which and Fulham's players which you kind of only get if you really follow a team closely I suppose um, yeah. so it's always good um, to speak to people about their own about the teams they support um, awesome so um, I think that's that's really interesting so fingers crossed um, we can get hold of a box I think that'd be that's that's the aim, isn't it? Obviously, it's going to be difficult, but fingers crossed we can get hold of some to, just to enjoy. Um, I've found some numbers on that. I don't know if you want me to just go for them briefly. They're rough. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, definitely. But we, we know there'll be more than this, but we know there's serial numbers, cards, parallels to 199. I think 90, 25, 5, 10 and 1 from memory. I might have missed some out there, so it's rough. You've then got unnumbered parallels as well. But on the um, check on the release, it said six numbered cards per box, I think. So if you've got 15 players for all 20 clubs, that's a 300 set, which um, the 199, 99, 50, 25, 10, 5, and 1 gives you 389. So there's 389 parallels of player. Um, if there's six numbered cards from each player or sorry in each box that could give you about twenty thousand boxes um so that's rough and that, that doesn't include uh inserts and allow for that sort of thing and autographs so right, it could okay. be more but i guess we're at least twenty thousand right okay twenty thousand boxes yeah interesting i wonder how many of them the uk gets <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah finger fingers crossed yeah, fingers, fingers crossed, crossed. Like we said, it's a good start, irrespective. Um, so moving on to the other um, kind of 
big thing today. It was about this um, exclusive deal that Panini have signed with David Beckham. Um, now, before we started recording here, Mitch, you already told me about the impact that that alone has had uh, on, on some of your cards and stickers that you've been selling. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? So um, Panini confirmed, we, we already knew this, sort of, if you follow the hobby, but Panini confirmed they'd signed David Beckham um, post saying, I signed with Panini. I always collected their cards when I was a kid, that sort of thing, um, whether we believe that or not. And he, um, so he signed with them and they released or revealed the images of the cards that are going to be going into Impeccable. Uh, they've also released a blockchain, which was a one of one. Uh, a guy I know, he, he picked that up, I think for a couple of grand. Uh, they released another image, which was, it was a prism image in a Real Madrid shirt, but it had the blockchain logo on it. So not quite sure what they're doing with that. But yeah, they've kind of shown off all those um, Beckham cards that are going to impeccable with his autographs on. They're the, that's the first Panini autograph or his autograph in like a major set. I know he might have been in one or two previously, like small releases. Um, and I've just, so I've had cards on ComC available for sale, David Beckham, just down the years, different base sets that I've sent over. And you know, I think five or six are sold. So that's really, um, it's kind of peaks the imagination, I think is the word, particularly in America. Because those sales, they all happen this afternoon. So I'm guessing it's the Americans <laughs> just making up for that news, which is pretty cool. Um, I think there's going to be a big buzz around him. Huge, yeah. I mean, I think... A lot of people have been picking Beckham up on the sly or on the quiet for a while now. Um, in in well, like personally, it was in anticipation for this Netflix documentary, but um, this has just kind of added fuel to the fire, I suppose. Um, I suppose, like, so I actually commented on Panini America's uh, Instagram this afternoon prior to the fact that they'd they'd uh, announced the Prism availability UK and just said that. It was again like it's an exclusive deal with Panini America. So again, there's nothing for Europe in that. There's nothing for Asia in it. So that again, prior to I mean, I'm grateful now that Panini have released Prism in the UK. That's a great step forward. But again, like I'd just love to know the conversations that go on and the rationale for why. Well, the rationale is that there's more people collecting cards in America, obviously, isn't there? But still, mm -hmm. like if the opportunity's there to do a deal and and to get uh, someone like David Beckham into into panini uk and, and to do a similar sort of deal like it just feels like that's the kind of person that can inspire more people to come into the hobby definitely um, uh, what, what i always find is i think the difference in the growth of the hobby in the uk from a football our, our football soccer point of view between panini and tops is tops seems fairly proactive with it instant or tops now i should say and they're kind of on demand style sets uh, i know panini have just started doing instant in in italy whereas panini feel a bit more reactive and it's a case of oh we're going to have a few boxes and see what happens rather than kind of focus it saying what can we do with this market and i guess panini are a little bit quieter so we don't get to talk to their guys from panini america uh, sort of products their bread and butter over here they're still sending sticker sheets every week from Medina 
all the time. And that's kind of what they're, you know, that's their bread and butter. But there's more. And it would be just nice if they, if we knew there was a roadmap or a plan. Mm. Um, and it wasn't just a case of try 500, see if they sell. If it was like a deliberate, purposeful thing that we know is going to grow and become better. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, again, like this is the, if, if you are, if you work for Panini and you listen to this by some miracle, I'm sure you've got better things to do. But that's this is like the overwhelming feeling in the hobby within Europe and the UK at the moment. It's the fact that Panini, I like just not speaking to social media accounts and not speaking to people that are trying to buy the products and have these ideas and can kind of contribute uh, and f- offer feedback, I suppose. Whereas other companies maybe are doing that. Um, and I suppose that's just from speaking to yourself and speaking to other um, social media accounts, like I say, other guys in the hobby, that's just something that is just reoccurring again and again. So um, I think brilliant uh, to kind of like summarize all this and come full circle. It's a massive, massive thumbs up for Panini in terms of Prism um, and the, the opportunity to bring that to the UK. They've said on their tweet that they are, they've obviously listened in some respect to what people are saying to have made that decision. Um, the Beckham deal will let them off with that because they've brought prison but still I think there's this overarching thing that there needs to be or they should be trying to engage with more people in the hobby particularly in the UK and Europe because there's the potential for it to reach maybe not the levels of Panini America do you think but definitely to to get to another level certainly I think so I think so like way above where we are now and it's that sort of thing the way I kind of described it yesterday was the thing that they're offering you think that is exciting and then you suddenly get that sort of anxiety not anxiety but you're anxious well can I even buy it exactly yeah and it's not will I get it not will I have not can I get it at the end it's will you even have the opportunity to try will it be available for sale here at all Mm. and then kind of it's like a bump back down to earth um so I mean the fact they've come out pretty much immediately next day and said yeah yeah we've got it that's you know thumbs up to them for that yeah absolutely so well done panini (laughs) yeah and even if they can get their hands on not just hobby retail we don't know if there's going to be a retail release but it makes some blasters they did before even if they could get stacks of that in to start with if they think i don't know how much this is going to cost rrp is 120 but i don't think there's much chance we're getting a box of this for 100 quid but even if they got over loads of blasters and they thought, well, the people in the UK, let's trial them with something cheaper and smaller, go for it. That would be welcomed with open arms. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. Um, so, yeah, what a, what a day. Uh, what a day. Um, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. I think there's some interesting, well, hopefully there's some interesting conversation in that for people to enjoy, whether they're working, driving or whatever they're doing. Um, anything else? That caught your right today, Mitch, or are you, do you think do you think that's a wrap? I think that's it. It's been a good day. It has what excellent day in the hobby. Uh, obviously, lots to look forward to over the next uh, few weeks and months. I've seen a lot of people getting uh, Topps Chrome match attacks through. Has yours arrived yet? I've seen you wait. Are you still waiting? It's not. I've not seen my postman in about a week. Um, so I'm around here, I guess there's delays. There is, so, yeah. yeah, there's always tomorrow. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm well. Fingers crossed for you. I know I've seen a few arriving today, so it shouldn't be too long. Uh, like you say, I think there are people experiencing a lot of delays and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, thanks again for joining me on uh, the Football Stop podcast. Uh, we'll definitely do something else together very soon. Uh, as always, Mitch, your chance to plug yourself. Where can people find your content if they want to know more about L- London cards? Uh, yeah, so Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and it's just London, it's London cards, LDN cards. Awesome. Right. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Mitch, thank you to you. Hopefully, I uh, hope you have a good night uh, and we will speak to you again very soon. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. So there we go, guys. That is the end of episode 12 of the Football Stop podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always. If you want more content, if you've already not had enough, then all you've got to do is go find the Football Stop on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, or on YouTube. And there's so much more out there for you to dig into, especially if you're new to the hobby. Uh, I've been doing or making content now for almost a year. uh, So hopefully you'll find something that is interesting to look at, interesting to read or interesting to watch. So uh, check that out. As always, thank you. And I look forward to speaking to everyone again very soon. Bye-bye.